Hey guys, this is the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall and I am your host. And this week I chatted over the phone with one of my good friends and comedian, Connor Dixon, about music festivals. Um, I, uh, from high school until uh, this year, really always loved going to, to music festivals. And this is kind of his thing. Like he's been to a ton of them. He likes researching them, watching them on uh, YouTube, old ones from, you know, Woodstock 69. And we talked significantly about Woodstock 99 and how much of a shit show that was. Um, so I thought this podcast was uh, super fun. I had a really good time. I think you guys will too. So let's get into the pod. So you started uh, you started talking about before I cut you off. You just did an outdoor comedy show. Uh, my initial question is, what do you think of those in general? And then I also do want to hear the story you were going to tell. But I just like I have my own thoughts on it, and I go back and yeah. forth so often on these things. I am torn. One, it's really hard right as a comic because you're like, I have to be doing shit nonstop. I need to right. be writing. I need to be performing. I need to be doing pot you, you're like always trying to do stuff and when you can't do the primary thing that is stand-up i feel kind of like a piece of shit you know mm-hmm. and i'm like and then i go to an open mic and then i still feel like a piece of shit so it's like <laughs> nobody's doing enough to make it like even if you're doing it if the only way that outdoor shows work there are so many precautions being made that it's almost not funny anymore what do you it's mean almost Elab- like, elaborate on like, that like, uh, this show I went to was really well run. Yesterday, it's at a distillery in Jersey City, Corgi uh, Spirits, great show run by Ryan Rummel. They take oh. it really seriously. Precautions are made. It was a really good show. That's the best one I've seen. But there's still a lot of people with masks, sanitizing things. Uh, tables are very spread out, which is not the most conducive yeah. for, like, laughs. You know those big laughs you get? Yeah, it's yeah. not even about the size of the people there. It's about the setup. That's something you... You kind of know as a comedian, but you it becomes so apparent when you're right. in fields doing comedy and there are sounds and people are spread out on a blanket. And yeah, uh, you got some kids screaming over in the yeah. background or whatever. Yeah. And like, there's a reason the brand new stand has the lowest ceilings ever, like literally yeah, exactly. seven feet high. I can pretty much touch them with my head. Yeah. And it's like, but that just, it creates just this laugh box where everything just bounces up and down and amplifies it. It's awesome yeah when you get that big pop and it's like an explosive roll of laughter you're never gonna get that in a park or outside yeah. in a distillery it's still cool and i've also seen somewhere it's like people are probably not doing enough to protect themselves from the virus so then when that happens i'm like eh. i'm definitely i'm doing outdoor comedy sometimes but i'm like you got to be kind of like picky and choosy about what you do right like there's some people where i'm like yeah. i love you as a, as a guy or i love you as a comedian but I don't think I feel comfortable going into your apartment basement in Brooklyn. I wouldn't be comfortable in a non-pandemic to go to your shitty bedside basement. But now, but now. Yeah. that's fair. And then on the flip side, there's all the comedians where you're like, I don't think you should be out in public. Like this barely works in an enclosed comedy club. But now that you're yeah. in a park, uh, your your shit doesn't fly in public, dude. Yeah, if 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 it's at a distillery and if outdoor area that's one thing and it's people that are going there intentionally for comedy when you're going to a public park 
with a microphone, you're one step above the crazy homeless guy. So yeah. try to keep it clean. You know, I, I think if anything, this would be a good yeah. way for comics to work on PG to PG-13 related material. I'm not a particularly raunchy guy. That's not no. really what I do on stage. But I've, then I've seen other people and it's like, man, it is 2 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> I, yeah. People just got I out mean, of church. <laughs> yeah. There are people who have had a pleasant brunch or church experience and you were talking about eating ass for nine straight minutes in a public park. <laughs> Wait, where'd you find a, uh, a nine minute mic in a park? I got to go there. I, the- I don't think this, <laughs> I don't think there's much of, there was not a light system that day because there were about six of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's tough. I did, um, Graham, Graham Cooper, former uh, guest, runs a... Uh, a mic in Washington Square Park and they found like this little alcove and there's like yeah. benches and it's actually like that's pretty as nice far I've done as, that one. yeah as far as like an outdoor park mic goes that's about as good as it can get but then also oh. there is literally 10 feet from there a children's playground mm-hmm. and it's just like you can't see it when you're on stage but when you're watching and you just see the the contrast between like some 23 year old kid talking about yeah eating ass and then you look <laughs> three feet to the right and there's like 10 five-year-olds you're like man i don't i don't know if we should be doing this and then actually last weekend when i went there was an entire black lives matter protest going on behind us and it just mm-hmm. like it felt like, man, I feel like we shouldn't be doing this right yeah. here. Like, there's something more important going on over there. Yeah. And I don't, like, Graham actually wasn't there, so it's actually impossible to blame him for yeah. for this. But, like, at the same time, I was like, ah, I went up. And I, like, tried to keep everything kind of relevant and, like, mm-hmm. kind of clean. But it's it's tough. Yeah. It's also, it's a weird, it's kind of what you said. They're like, you're going to see in a public park in the current climate demonstrations and people that are doing way more important shit. I know as comedians, we're always like, uh, I look at guys like Michael Shea and people making like big messages, Dave Chappelle, obviously. Yeah. yeah guess what? We're not going to be those people. Most likely. <laughs> Do you know yeah. how I know that? Because right. those people who actually want to make real change are protesting while we're talking about mumbling into a microphone about God knows what teaching a kid about sexual anatomy who did not want it behind us. Yeah. On a blanket with his mom. It's like, I, I definitely want to keep doing stand up even under difficult conditions, and I will do it to some extent. But yeah, it's. I go up and I'm like, was that worth it or not? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. It is it's safe. Also- I would say that set, that setup's pretty safe though. Graham Graham does a good job. Yeah. No, I I definitely think that it's safe i don't think that's the issue but then yeah i mean just like logistically stand up new york uh great club in new york is also doing park is that in mics. central park yeah yeah they're doing it at okay. central park but they don't even have a microphone or uh speaker so it's yeah. like the comics are like standing in the middle of a field with like a half circle of people spread out sitting there uh-huh. listening and they're just yelling their jokes and i'm like yeah Man, I really feel bad, uh, and I I give them credit because they are getting a bunch of like lower level comics who haven't made a ton of money but are still doing this full time. Like they're giving mm-hmm. them stage time, and they're the people I feel the worst for. But at the same oh, yeah. time, it's like, oh my god, this is literally the worst incantation of uh, stand up yeah. comedy. You don't realize how unimportant your passion is. 
until it's completely <laughs> swept away. Not only is it completely swept away, nobody gives a shit. Go up to a regular person and be like, yeah. isn't it a bummer that you can't go to comedy shows anymore? And they're like, dude, who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I went to one two years ago, yeah. so I'm going <laughs> to go with it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and there's Large still so much. Yeah. yeah, there's so much on Netflix that they could go watch. It's like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, I guess, kind of the the idea is, well, one first, Dave Chappelle kind of I think started this and uh, set the bar too high because apparently he used to go to Washington Square Park and do stand up, and he'd just run like a full hour by himself. He would like mm-hmm. treat himself like a musician. But one, he's a fucking genius, and Mm -hmm. we're not. Uh, Two, (laughs) nothing against either of us. No, no, no. If if I heard somebody compare anything I've ever said on stage to a Chappelle thing, I would probably (laughs) assume they're mocking me. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Um, uh, But then the second thing is, like, you kind of think of it, as a comedian like music like you can kind of mm-hmm. write it off in your head as like well there's musicians in the park they're doing this uh like they get to play how come we don't get to yeah. pro- uh profess our art like, into the public space but it's just it's so different mm-hmm. like busking you know you see people but the thing is when i go to a park and i'm not you know i'm just gonna go there to hang out if i see a guy playing a guitar like acoustically that's just background noise i can put that as background noise exactly what comedy is doing very difficult to put it you can go in a field and a band can be playing behind you and if it's if it's not a super aggressive hard rock which i've never seen in a park to be honest but it'd be <laughs> really odd to see like that. an allison Ch- yeah allison <laughs> chain's cover band pops up at washington <laughs> square park i don't think that happens yeah but um you can you can't tune out stand-up comedy you're either fully in on it or you're not you, you're gonna move away from it probably yeah it's you're annoyed by you. it yeah exactly yeah. no that's it's what that's what i've been telling people is like oh yeah i'm gonna go to the park and assault people with comedy yeah because it really is like it's the same with any bar show where they mm-hmm. didn't advertise that the the comedy show. was yeah. gonna yeah am, ambush them with comedy attack them with comedy yeah it's it's the same thing it definitely um, there's a muscle there there's a skill there to like to grab people's attention, people who not only do they not know who you are, they probably don't want to hear from you. If you can win them over, that's definitely a muscle yeah. to work on in comedy. But, um, you know, I, I got like one time I got heckled by a homeless guy and my microphone was broken at a park <laughs> lunch. And I'm like, I can't be mad at this because I'm no. just like him right now. In this instance, we are totally the same person to the outside yeah. world. Yeah, I mean definitely i i can't disagree with that and then also like the types of jokes you do kind of has to change as well not even from like a um like a vulgarity standpoint but like if you've got a 10 minute set at a club people are invested in what you have to say but when Mm -hmm. people are walking by it's really hard to talk about how uh, your parents got divorced and how that fucked you up and like give them the backstory for who you are like mm-hmm. the the type of jokes that are more going to work are like observational stuff so that someone walking by could be like oh yeah okay that was funny you got like, a little get. quick quick little thing where it's like yeah music doesn't have that like you can walk by some dude playing the drums playing guitar playing the keyboard like whatever enjoy it for 15 seconds and then move on or if you really enjoy it give them a dollar and hang out for two seconds Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost like you'd have to do a lot of crowd work and the pandemic has forced me to write and think about comedy a lot more topically because like 
we're all in this weird human experience that, you know, normally I'm like just mining my own personal life, but at this point there's no life to live. So it's like, yeah, I guess I got to use headlines for jokes right now. And, uh, yeah, but that's, is what it is, man. I mean, there's no large yeah. gatherings, right? There's no way you can do anything too big for music or comedy right now, which is a problem. Right. There's no nothing. Well, I was actually going to ask, have you ever been to like a comedy festival or like a music festival where there is comedy going on? Because mm-hmm. almost all of those are, uh, those are outdoor like what is that like i've never i've never seen a comedian in like an outdoor space and i know there are like i know this comedian craig gas used to open up for system of a down on the road which is like that just blows my mind yeah Yeah. at the time even as a kid i was like wow that sounds really difficult and now (laughs) that i've been doing stand-up for over three years i'm like holy shit that sounds really difficult (laughs) yeah i i've done like I was on a show once where I, we opened, me, me and like four of the comics opened, then a band played. And that actually went really well, but I see how difficult that is. Uh, yeah. I've been to a, a couple of festivals I went to had a comedy tent. Um, okay. And what huh. happens there, though, it's like, it's almost like if you go to a music festival, now it's probably bigger. But there was always, when I was younger, I went to a ton of them. There's the DJ tent. It's like, at Lollapalooza's yeah. Perry's DJ tent. And that's where all the EDM shows would be happening. Yeah, I sound like an old man the way I'm describing this right now. <laughs> the kids in the EDM. Yeah, I don't know. Was Avoche, is it Avoche? No, I, it's a, it was like a small tent with like lights and stuff. And there was like a comedy equivalent of that. But to do it at that kind of, it had, one, it was super high energy for stand-up. But I don't remember who I saw exactly. Hmm. Um, but I did see, it was in Chicago too, and there was a lot of improv, like, a few people would go up and like the workaholics guys I know have done festivals and they're probably doing sketches and improv stuff. Cause I guess that's a little more, uh, it might play more to a festival crowd. You can kind of walk in and out of that as opposed to just straight stand up. You can't really walk in and out of it as much since you're walking the grounds of a festival a lot, you know? But. Yeah. I mean, well, how was being in the audience? Like, did it still have that same feel? Was it worse? Was it, better i mean like the mosh pit of a of a rock show you're you're pretty crowded in there did you get that kind of same feeling you get at the club i would say it's similar to like it's it's the equivalent of like seeing a a folk band at a festival you know what i mean it's that type where you're like oh this is the hour where i'm gonna enjoy this but i'm probably gonna sit back a little bit i might even sit down in the grass roll a joint with some friends or something it's not the type (laughs) of like i want to get up close and personal here some people definitely do and so I think the big thing now, too, is like podcasts going live in places like that, right? Since yeah. uh, podcasts are just, if they're big enough, you know, like I love a podcast, uh, all fantasy, everything. I know those guys do live shows all the time and they draw a crowd. So I'm guessing that would help and that would happen. Now. I don't, the last festival I went to was, I think, 2018, Governor's Ball in New York. Oh, nice. But I don't, I don't think they had a comedy tent. I hope they do that. I hope they should do that more often. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps that it's in a tent. I guess I'm like Mm -hmm. picturing like the last music festival that I went to was uh, Electric Forest in in Michigan, which is like, it's exactly how it sounds. Like it's in the woods. There's no tents really anywhere i guess there's one there's one big tent where they play electro swing and it's like Mm -hmm. 1940s themed but like also comedy is not uh, yeah i don't think i've been that festival anyway (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, well, everybody's on acid, like, looking at lights. Somebody yeah. goes up there trying to do dick jokes. I don't know how well <laughs> it's going to fly. Yeah, that'd be a real bummer. There's not I, much uh, <laughs> not much good vibes with uh, yeah. stand-up in the way that these hippies want it. I think the only way that comedy could have happened at a music festival is, like you said, it has to be a separate thing, and it's a comedy-only tent. You can't be like, if I'm at Lollapalooza, I was in Lollapalooza 2008, Kanye oh, wow. West played. I, I saw, like... Whoa. It was like Norris Barkley, then G Love and Special Sauce was before them, then Kanye West. Having it's all on the same stage. Having a com a comedian come up in between those three would have been kind of weird. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess it, when it's on a separate stage, that way you kind of know. Oh, I'm gonna go check it out for some comedy. Nobody's gonna be surprised in between, you know, critically acclaimed musicians with a <laughs> quick 15 minute blast of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unless it's like Chappelle or yeah. uh, somebody that everybody knows. Yeah. yeah, a huge name. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. Tell me more about that uh, 2008 Lollapalooza, though, because no. you were how old were you when you went? Uh, that's my first. That was the first time I went to a music festival. Uh, I was 2008. I was 15. I was going into my sophomore year of high school, so it was probably end of the summer, August 2008. And I had really wanted to go. I was I was huge into music as a kid, and I would read Rolling Stone magazine, and uh, they had this whole music festival guide. And I'm flipping through it. And I'm like, holy shit, this sounds amazing. And I'm like, well, shit, Lollapalooza is like the second or third biggest one, and I'm 20 miles away from it. It's a 45 oh, minute yeah. drive into you know Grant Park in Chicago. So I convinced my mom to let me and my best friend go. For one day. She didn't let us go the whole day. Also, yeah. for those who don't know, Lollapalooza is not one of the camping out music festivals since it's right in the heart of Chicago. Right. You either live in the area or you're crashing with friends or you have a hotel room or Airbnb or something. You can't uh, – there's no campgrounds, which also made it probably easier to convince her for us to go. We just went for one day. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we also went with a guy who – I can't describe this guy's name. His name is Jordan. I think he's still alive. He was not – a babysitter so much as a guy who worked at a bar that my mom liked they would just make sure we got home from school okay uh, me and my younger brother he'd just be there for maybe like two hours till my mom got back from work he was 23 so he's not he's also very clearly a stoner uh reeked of cigarettes and weed all the time super cool but the absolute worst guy you'd think to send your kids to a music festival yeah <laughs> but that's what she did okay so, he went uh, – he was responsible. He had like probably just two beers. Uh, I don't think he smoked any weed. I didn't see it. Uh, but that was pretty close. Eye-opening. Uh, just – I'm 15 and the first – within like 20 minutes of walking in, I see people smoking weed, just a lot of drinking. Also, yeah. so much music and so much stimuli. You know, there's just a lot going on in those campgrounds. But I was pretty hooked from a young age. I got really into it. For sure. So that's, um, yeah, actually the, uh, was that in Tinley Park? No. I, it's in uh, Grant Park. Grant Park. Grant Park. Okay. So when I was, uh, I think it was 20 or 2009, when I was mm -hmm. 16, I went to the Uproar Festival in uh, Tinley Park, which is outside of Chicago as well. And that was like, that was like a heavy metal music yeah. festival. That was like disturbed avenge sevenfold uh like hailstorm like those those types of bands but yeah mm -hmm. that was like it was kind of i had kind of the same thing which was um show up and then be like holy shit like 
what is going on here? There's just yeah. like so many people. And I'd been to rock shows before, and it's definitely mm-hmm. a smaller festival than like Lollapalooza. It was only yeah. probably 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you get that same feeling of just like, oh my God, this is borderline overwhelming. Like they're handing yeah. out condoms for free and then giving yeah. away it was sponsored by rockstar so it was like free unlimited rockstar when you got in there so it's just like you know i'm 16 years old i've had like seven energy drinks and i like yeah. almost pass out <laughs> in the second to last band of the night but it was just like and even that's different than Lollapalooza. And yeah like neither of them have camping but that's like a one day like traveling festival they go around yeah. everywhere like i did i went to something huge, similar right yeah Lollapalooza is like I, probably per day, 80,000 people. It takes up almost all of Grant Park, which is a – that's like the central park of Chicago. Uh, it's huge. Holy and, shit. Uh, you know, I, I've been to something similar. It's, there's a, a radio station in Chicago, Q101, and they did a similar festival to that uproar experience you said, uh, and that was in Tinley Park as well. But I think those music festival things, you either walk in as a kid that age and you either go – holy shit, this is amazing. I love that just the pure freedom and a, just enough chaos to make it feel crazy, but just enough organization right. to help you know that you're going to be fine and the bands are going to perform and it's going to be a party-like atmosphere without getting too out of control. Or, right. or you get scared. I know other people that they're like, this is fucking not for me, man. I, yeah. want, I want a specific seat. I'll go. I'll be at the opera house for the rest of my life. This is... I'm not... I'm not I don't want to see a... Father John Misty grab a unicorn out of the crowd and then suck on its horn like it's a penis. I'm not really into that. <laughs> that who would I not be? Who would not know. be into into I, just like seeing that? I mean, oh, the it was, story it was alone. So amazing. He, <laughs> Father John Misty, I'm a huge fan. I've seen him a bunch. He's a great festival act because he's so out there. And I, this must, this is when I was, uh, I must have been 21 at, at a Lollapalooza as well. My first time seeing him in mid song. He just points at a, a guy holding up a unicorn and goes, hey, give me that, grabs the <laughs> unicorn and just starts filleting the horn. And the crowd went nuts. Of course it did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it would have been funny if everyone just like got silent, <laughs> just <laughs> looked, looked at him like, what the fuck? That would um, be the worst possible bomb ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blow it this would. unicorn horn and everybody just goes, <laughs> Yeah, man, not not for me. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been on stage in front of a few comedy audiences that would have not had that. If uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to be pretty confident while you're doing that that the yeah. the audience <laughs> is going to go along with you. Yeah, he was um, pretty loose too. I think he was yeah. on something. How was um, Lollapalooza in terms of just like the drug level? Because like going back to Electric Forest, it's all about the drugs. Like mm-hmm. everybody's on something like i always used to i uh used to say when i was there i was like i wish you could kind of see a meter of above everyone's head where it showed you what they were on and how high they were so like because there was one time that i asked uh i like just walked up to this this girl that was uh standing outside the porta potties i was like hey do you know where the drinking fountain is and she just like kind of froze and then went no no (laughs) no 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 and then just like ran into the woods and i was like what the fuck i'm so sorry i did not mean to just do whatever i did there Dude, that, <laughs> that like... idea of a, that idea of having a meter over your head without a doubt 
somebody is tripping in that festival and seeing meters above people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So we need to figure out how to get this to everybody and not just yeah. the people <laughs> that are tripping because not it's just like the people that took some mescaline and found the right combination. I, right. Exactly. I've been a couple of those type of festivals where it's like you're going and it's like that new age type of hippie thing where everybody's rolling hallucinogens everywhere but it's like a very peaceful type of thing while palooza is more middle ground i'd say you get a lot of people with joints people smoking weed yeah a lot of drinking a lot of booze. some some you know people are definitely doing blow molly that kind of stuff but it's not like a it's not across the board because that's just a general festival palooza has every type of act now so when you have that i think it creates a pretty diverse audience and a diverse drug set for sure it's very open. Yeah. Nobody's like, if you're walking around doing any sort of drug, you're probably fine to do it and nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of what music festivals are, are, have turned into at this point. It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, everybody's like so buttoned up in their day to day life. And then this is like, all right, here is 10 acres in the woods, no rules, uh, go nuts for a weekend. And then mm-hmm. it's like, I don't understand how people can do that every single weekend for an entire summer, just like people to go festival to festival. I'm yeah. just exhausted I, by the end of it, which means I did the festival right, I guess. Exactly. I, I'm at the age now where I I like, I haven't been to one probably in a year or two, and I'm still looking at it, but I'm finally at the age where I'm like, we need to really <laughs> prepare. You know, like I can't yeah. go to work on a Monday after this festival. I can't. I'm right. not going to be able to do that. I need the Monday off. Uh and frankly, I'm still gonna feel like shit that Tuesday. My body's gonna hurt. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna have I'm gonna have a three to four day hangover. Right. Probably my sleep schedule is fucked for a week, uh, and that's at it's least. Still a, I still will have a great time. I'm not at the age where I'm not gonna have a great time at a fest yet. I yeah. feel like once I would get to over thirty, it you did, that's when the glamping thing becomes really yep. <laughs> really that's- palatable. <laughs> It's exactly what I was gonna say. Is like I'm finally I'm at the age where just like the the idea of the festival still f- sounds super fun, and I'm not too worried about the week after. Like I know I'll recover, but it's the I don't know if I could do that and sleep on the ground for four days. So I'm like, look, yeah. okay, how much would it be to rent an RV? How much would that mm-hmm. space cost? Like, what are the VIP do I... passes looking like? What does that yeah. do for me? <laughs> exactly. And so it's like, oh god, I can't afford that. Oh man. Um, so now I'm in. I think we're both in this hiatus. We're in this middle ground where we're not rich enough to exactly uh, fully experience the VIP, yeah. but we're too old to uh, slum it like we used to. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of package where it's like, hey, for four hours a day, you get the VIP experience. Four hours a day. Yeah. And, and like. Can those four sl- hours be at night so I can sleep on Exactly. A bed? I'd be like, I will take those four from four to eight. Yeah. <laughs> that would be perfect for me. Because I, I, I've done the camping stuff. Like, I've been to Firefly, which is a pretty fun festival in Delaware. The camping stuff is rough, man. Like, yeah. Some people are good at it and they have a great setup. Even that, you're on the ground. You're yeah. in the middle of a hot-ass location. It's going to be hot. There's, It's going to rain at some point. You don't realize until you live for 72-plus hours in the elements that every 72 hours, it probably rains at least once for a little bit at minimum. Yeah. You know? We had yeah. – God, that fest, we were camping and my one buddy met some girl in the crowd and brings her back 
to, uh, I guess, hook up with her, which that is entirely yeah. disgusting. Not only what? Are you... Oh, that, yeah. okay. I'm interested in this hot take because when you said that, I was like, yeah, that happens. It's standard. It definitely happens. <laughs> definitely happens. But I I find it, okay, I'm a, I've been in a relationship for six years. We, when we well, came, we fooled around a bit for sure in the tent. But, <laughs> like, this is a random ass person. You do yeah. not know this person. It's They're primal. in a festival, whereas it's, I get kind of the, the turn on by it, but... Jesus Christ, you don't know what drugs are in this person's system. You don't know that. Is there access to protection? Who the fuck knows? And this definitely, it got a little wacky. He First off, he goes into his car. It's pouring rain outside. We get back to the campsite. And he's hooking up with her in his car. Our tents, we're like, fuck, we got to stay in the tents. We thought we could go in his car to chill while the rain kept going. To oh, stay dry. that sucks. And we can't, obviously. And then... Uh, one of our chargers is in the car. We can't get that, so my girlfriend's pissed. And then, I don't know what happens. Something weird happens in the car, but the door opens, and all of a sudden, this girl is nuts, strung out on something. And we're trying to get her to calm down. She's, like, yelling, freaking out. My buddy is in the passenger seat, and he just slowly rolls the seat down so he could lay down and take go to sleep. Now, he's not even <laughs> dealing with this girl that he brought. It was the, it was the most – that was when I was like, okay – I'm so mad at you, but you are clearly so fucked up right now. Just go to sleep, and we'll deal with this yeah. later. This girl's. I'll, I'll fight you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. This is a. This, I gotta take down the first enemy right now, which is this crazy girl who we do not know, who is just freaking out at our campsite, screaming. Yeah. We we don't want attention at the campsite. We have countless amounts of drugs. Another group of our friends show up. They had just taken mushrooms, and they're calling themselves. Uh, Seal Team Six for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even Did know. Did they murder Osama bin Laden? I, I, I mean, that's uh, you should check up on that. You yeah. should ask them now. Like, hey, where did that name come from? Did one of you guys in uh, the Middle East when that shit went down? Yeah. yeah. But anyways, this girl was all fucked up on drugs. Now I'm not hooking up with my buddy, freaking out. She's like ripping grass up. I'm trying to get her to calm down. She punches me right in the stomach. At that point, <laughs> that, that would be point, hilarious from the next campsite over. Yeah, yeah just saying, if I saw that, I would have been <laughs> yeah. losing my shit. I got pissed, but instead of saying anything, I just calmly went into another car. Her friends came and got her. I think she took bath salts accidentally, is what we thought. Oh, wow. So that's another crazy thing with those festivals. Like, the two things for me is like, I wouldn't hook up with a random stranger at a music festival because, given the circumstances, I don't know what they're doing and two i'm either going there with all of my drugs there or i'm not going with it i'm if you if i don't bring something then i'm not going to do that thing you know what i mean like if i oh if i didn't bring mushrooms to a music festival then i'm not taking mushrooms at that music festival got it just, what if like one of your friends did if they brought it that's different if it's like oh, okay. the group, all right all right, I, all right it's more like outside like I guess maybe if you made friends with like the campsite over and they seemed cool, maybe that's different. I'm probably yeah. going to break all these rules. These are not, you know what? I changed my mind. These aren't hard rules anymore. <laughs> <laughs> these are the best intentions you go into the festival with. Yeah. And then after you get fucked up a little bit, yeah. <laughs> it's subject to change. But that's a Friday. Uh, that's a rule for yourself Friday at 4 p.m. that is immediately broken at Friday <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. It's like Thursday morning when you're like, I'm not going to go out after work. And then your coworkers like, hey, do you want to go out? And you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. All right. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the, uh, that's that one drink at happy hour turns into calling out sick the next day. Exactly. Yeah, no, that pretty 
pretty much that same kind of thing actually happened to uh to us at at electric forest was yeah uh the there was a guy who was right next to us um he was like 21 22 like construction mm-hmm. worker literally just got a, out of jail like oh, good looking good looking kid um and all day the, the festival went thursday through saturday all day friday the only thing he did is he would go into the forest meet up with some chick within 30 minutes he'd be back he'd hook up with her she'd leave and then he'd give it like another hour re-put body paint on himself and like kind of get himself looking like he didn't just have sex and then just (laughs) go do it again and i literally in one day saw this happen five fucking times that guy's a sex addict first off yeah, well, he just got out of jail, so I was just That's like, true. all right, I guess I'll give you of... a pass. Because, yeah. like, honestly, if you just get out of jail, one, okay, go, being on probation and going to a music festival where there's a fuckload of drugs is just inherently a horrible idea if you yeah. don't want to go to jail again. But then also I get where you're like, okay, just got out of jail. What's the craziest thing I can do with mm-hmm. my freedom? Go to a music festival. I get, I get that. Um, but then the See, last yeah. girl... The last girl he hooked up with pretty much did the same thing that um, that your friend's girl did, which was just like she was on something she shouldn't have been on and just like freaked the fuck out. Had a meltdown. Um, yeah, and it wasn't it. Uh, yeah, it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. Um, yeah. nobody, nobody got punched, but you're always just like you're a little worried because you're like, okay, I don't know what he's on. I don't know what he's mm-hmm. gonna do. I don't know what she's gonna do for like all this. And it's just like it's such a it's such a bummer. And I've I actually like your rule of it's it's definitely not a hard rule for me. But I've never hooked up with somebody at a festival for the exact mm-hmm. same reasons you just like you don't know where it's gonna go wrong uh, you don't know what could happen and i don't even like going to festivals with uh my girlfriends yeah. um because that always goes wrong too like you're that you don't sleep definitely... for four days you sleep on the you're trying to sleep on the ground everyone's mm-hmm. super hungover like all it does is just lead to a huge fight i've never yeah. seen a couple at a music festival not have some giant blow up uh throughout the course of the weekend yeah i feel like it usually if you get through the, without a blow up at all you're gonna have it on the way home something's gonna go wrong either yeah. on the car ride home <laughs> or if it's if it's yeah. uh if it's Lollapalooza or Governor's Ball, you got to catch a train at this time. You got to get to this bus. Oh, that's, that's the worst. That's going to get fucked up, and you're going to go at each other like yeah. vicious. Like, I don't even I, – I would say hyenas, but I feel like they're scavengers. I don't know why we keep saying they're so vicious. They actually seem to be not vicious. That's a weird <laughs> tangent to go off on. Yeah, side, you know t- side tangent. Stop, I was like, this is now a nature podcast. We got to stop <laughs> slandering hyenas. They're scavengers. That the tagline for this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, man, I I think um, I remember this girl. At one point, she just screams like right in somebody's face. She goes, "I wanna fuck!" And I was like, "This is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem." Well, did somebody oblige her? No. And good oh, thing, Jesus. Like, <laughs> she came wanna... on too strong. Yeah. <laughs> good to know that doesn't work for women as equally equally as much as it doesn't work for yeah. men either i think unfortunately that could work for her if she gave it enough chances i think mm, if she yeah. turned the approach down a little bit she would have that's a shot, that's a very good point <laughs> yeah um well so 
I guess what I like the biggest question that I've always had with these festivals is like they can get fucking crazy and I like I want to know how they compare to like those old school festivals like yeah. early Woodstock during the Vietnam War like everyone's on I would argue at least for EDM concerts the same mixture of drugs but it just like I I don't know and I haven't done too much research on it like I've I've seen like a Woodstock 69 uh documentary. documentary or whatever but it was like it was so long ago i don't remember the details um i don't know what do you what do you think in terms of like how to how are they different in terms of I, atmosphere yeah i've looked at i i'm since i'm just kind of obsessed with music festivals i looked into the history of it because it's an insane thing it's an insane idea that now yeah. happens like the amount of festivals for, over the last 10 years it's exploded but the idea was originally all owned by Republicans. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, they corporatized. <laughs> they corporate. They made it so corporate for sure. Yeah, that's why you're drinking like nine dollar Bud Lights now instead right. of laying in a field with a bunch of naked hippies. But that's what what's that? You could still do that, but just with a nine dollar Bud Light. But but nine dollar Bud Light. <laughs> There's now product placement yeah. on your naked laying in a field. And you're you're posting. You're putting nipple tape on and putting it on your Instagram with a hashtag sponsored by High Noon or something like that. It's yeah. definitely. <laughs> that's the whole Coachella thing too, which seems a little nutty, but no, yeah. like, I think it's been a little bit like through rose tinted glasses. Woodstock 1969, there were deaths. Uh, there were wow. lots of issues with equipment. Uh, like you said, tons of people <laughs> yeah. on drugs. The drugs weren't as strong back then. I yeah. think that's a big reason why it wasn't more of a shit show. Uh, I mean, Jimi Hendrix, the reason he closed the fest in the morning is because he got there so fucking late. <laughs> Wait, what do you, you what's what do you mean? What's the story? I've never heard he oh, he closed the fest in the morning. Oh, so Maybe Jimmy I was Hendrix, watching a documentary in a different year because I would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah, he he like was supposed to I think close it out, and then on like Monday morning, uh, it's like I think at like nine a.m. he performed to a like it was like half the crowd had already left, but there's still two hundred thousand people. That's how big it was. Holy and he shit! He did like a two-hour set from nine a.m. to eleven a.m. Uh, so the fest went forever. They played all night. You know, they were doing like sets at four a.m., five a.m. Wow! It's, it's a wild experience, but I think maybe because it was the first of its kind, maybe because the lineup featured so many legendary artists, they kind of view it as like a more peaceful version of today. Not to say that. Huh. There's festivals are still shit shows today for sure. Yeah, people die, but it's like one person. I feel like um, I haven't or two. You, yeah, it's usually one or two deaths of festival. That's insane. That we're just like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> that's kind of yeah. the case. <laughs> well, I mean, especially with four hundred thousand people for Woodstock, that's actually a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's not that's, a horrible ratio if it's only one or two. But then, yeah, like electric pretty good. forest like, is forty thousand yeah. people. So just. I hadn't even thought of that perspective before. It's like literally 10 times the amount of people were at that old uh, Woodstock show. Yeah, it was huge. And also, that's a good point. Like 400,000 people or two died from drugs in a weekend. That's a small Midwestern city being very happy about the lack of a drug problem they're seeing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think <laughs> exactly. we, we act like these, this, these festivals are so terrible and there's definitely pros and cons to them, but the fact that it's not like people are dying left and right like Woodstock I'm always I'm obsessed with Woodstock 1999 which has okay. been made fun of that had like Limp Biscuit, Corn, Kid Rock, <laughs> Metallica I love it's, that it's a it first off 
what a time in 1999 that those were important <laughs> musicians. Very was so important. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nuts that Fred Durst just went up there and said, L-I-M-P, piss. And people went, 200,000 people going nuts. I don't think that. Yeah. I, to explain that to somebody who is under the age of 15 or over the age of 50, they're going to look at you like you're an alien. But uh, yeah. I, but that I think there were only two deaths there. So even though it's made fun of and viewed as like a more violent, yeah. terrible, well, there Fred, are definitely... Fred Durst killed them personally. So this is yeah, a little bit was, different. <laughs> yeah, I did not mention that Fred Durst happened to jump into the crowd and then beat the shit out of several people with his guitar. <laughs> yeah. That's, that was, that's actually in Fred Durst's writer is that yeah. he gets to kill two people in the audience every yeah. single show. Some people have the and brown honestly, M&M it's a public good. It's a it's a public yeah. good. Some bands have that whole like uh, no brown M and M's clause. Durst has the I will sacrifice two people in the mosh pit tonight <laughs> to perform. Um, They're like only okay. two. Jesus, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like wow, he's feeling nice today. Um, yeah. Okay. So besides the fact that like. In 69, we actually had important artists, and in 99, it was, like, not important at all, yeah. which really just, like, reflection of society right there. Exactly, yeah. uh, But, like, why why else does this one stick out to you? Because I honestly don't know anything about this festival, so you could, you could start yeah. from the beginning there if well, you want. It, well, they, every, like, all the time, people try to recreate Woodstock, right? They try to do it almost this year, and it's always on an anniversary year. And they had done it in 94. I think it was pretty successful. But then they tried to do it again in 99. And it was like a nightmare. It was super hot. They had like water shortages. They were charging 15 bucks for bottles of water. Oh, uh, back in 99. That'd be like yeah, it was, 30 bucks today. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. People were like so dehydrated. It was so poorly run. I mean, not fire festival level poorly run. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, But like shades of that. Uh, and then yeah, for they try to recreate Woodstock. Woodstock was too big. Four hundred thousand people is fucking insane. Yeah, that's like, that's too big. Even if yeah. you've got a hundred acres of farmland, that's yeah, too big. You can't you can't manage that. You cannot manage yeah. like I don't care if it's a forty mile square foot place. You know, it's not manageable. I think the other thing was the music. Like one, so much of that music is going to be angry white straight people slamming into each other in a mosh pit and that music while you're losing your mind from dehydration and drugs probably is going to make you angry so that's why i think it came off as more yeah. violent there were this is i mean this is definitely the worst thing about it was the amount of like sexual assaults was like disturbingly high and the stories yeah. are pretty bad from that i think that's why they blame limp biscuit for it a bit uh one thing i've done and i can only cautiously recommend this is i've watched almost every full-length live set from Woodstock 99 on YouTube. They're all available, by the way. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it's nuts. Um, Kid Rock puts on an amazing performance. I do have to say that. I, I, he, uh, Kid <laughs> Rock zone. comes out. Michigan's own, yeah. You know, he's a... Is he a UP guy? Is he Upper Peninsula? Uh, I don't know. He, no, well, I mean, they, they fucking love him up there, but no, he's from... He's Detroit? Uh, he's from Detroit, yeah. Okay. The, uh, Clark, he owns a restaurant in Clarkston that's uh, I can actually say makes the some of the best 
chicken pot pie I've ever had in my life. And I understand that might be the most Midwestern sentence I've ever <laughs> yeah. said in my life, but it's a fucking good restaurant. You just feel dirty eating there. <laughs> I think yeah, I think my girlfriend it's said like when she was in Nashville, restaurant. she was in Nashville and she was like, yeah, I mean, you don't, you, every, if I described where I was going to bars, it would sound like I was house hopping with famous country musicians. And she's like, yeah, we went to Kid Rock's and then Luke Bryan's. And she said <laughs> she did say Kid Rock had the best bar set up there. So, you know, okay. shout out to the kid. It, yeah. Woodstock 99, he comes out with a, like, mink white j- outfit. Just fully mink white pimp type thing with a cane. Gets on stage, wow. rips off the pimp coat, puts it on the cane. All of a sudden, he's got a, uh, a he's got a, what is it, a Red Wings jersey on underneath it and okay. a white beater and then somebody hands him a red wings fedora which he puts on uh and then he, he puts all the <laughs> he puts the rest of the pimp outfit on the cane hands it to somebody and then just goes my name is kid and like the place goes ballistic <laughs> and i was like you know what man you can't tell me those like, people weren't having fun yeah and it's also making me think like y2k should have happened like yeah. <laughs> this, this should have been the last year on earth with that with that going on but i guess you could look at any like edm festival today yeah. and just be like yeah you know the pandemic should have happened the funny um, thing is the alternative <laughs> to that kind of music in 99 what was the alternative like britney spears in yeah, it was like pop it was like it was yeah yeah you couldn't really there were all all roads led to nowhere in 99 well, when it came to music <laughs> Rap was emerging. I mean, yes. like Snoop and like those West Coast, East Coast, uh, Tupac and Biggie were coming out. But there's just like it wasn't really spread around to white people yet, to be completely mm-hmm. honest, until Eminem came out in 99. So yeah. like it's uh, I, I think that was you're I think you're 100 percent right in terms of like that was kind of the only option. And it was this mm-hmm. weird part of history where it was kind of a, a dead zone for music like grunge yeah. had just ended new creed metal kind of yeah. hadn't started creed was a huge fucking <laughs> band so it's like okay i guess we're like christian rockers now yeah um, I, I think too though <laughs> thank one god thing we've is, come so far <laughs> thank thank god yes but like what you mentioned where you said like when you went to the edm fest i also think the festivals they the reason they cater to certain demographics is because certain fans are more likely to go to a festival. That's why Woodstock 69, it was mostly uh, people who were like anti-war, very yeah. peaceful uh, rock and roll or folk music. Then in like, Lollapalooza started as an alternative uh, festival focused on alternative music, grunge music, hmm. because yeah. that was the demographic that was going to come out in 99. I guess the demographic, I'm looking at the lineup here and uh, you know, they had like, uh, they had some good bands there for sure. DMX also was there, which I've seen that oh, set wow. on YouTube. That's a pretty dope ass uh, set. I'd recommend watching that. The Chemical Brothers. But then you also look at the lineup and you see in one day, on July 24th, 1999, they had Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, and Metallica. Back to back, wow. back to back. I mean, that would just be exhausting. Those, yeah. those four in a row, like all of their music is so high energy. It's like what you're saying about the comedy tent. It's like, okay, I just saw a super high energy thing. Now I'm going to go to the comedy tent and chill out. Balance. Like that yeah, wasn't an option. Yeah. Corn was there. You know, you got like fucking yeah. 
I mean, there definitely were some good bands. Do I see the Roots here? Uh, okay. Insane Clown Posse, another Pride of Michigan band was there. Wow, wait, they were around in 99? <laughs> yeah, I guess. They must have been like one of the early performers. They must have been like that 1 p.m. set. Holy shit. I, for some reason, I thought they were like, you know, 2009, 2010. But, yeah. um, wow, Do those guys know- are so old. Do you know some juggalos? <laughs> Do you did you did no, anybody like I, I honestly <laughs> don't know any any juggalos. I okay. I know that there was always like there were kids in my high school that uh were fans, but nobody was like actively like I am a juggalo in yeah. my, in my high school. I was just like I was too far into the suburbs to have that. But if I went out into the country which like, you know, is a 10 minute drive away, mm-hmm. I'm sure I could have found plenty yeah. of them. There were some growing up in Chicago in the suburbs. There were a few kids and it was like I was like what the fuck is a juggalo first off? And then you yeah. listen to the music and you're like, well goddamn, I kind of get why that kid would be into this cuz yeah. Fucking, these, these are very fringe folks. Even it's in seventh grade, you can already identify some of the fringy people in oh, the classroom. Yeah. Anyone like, who started smoking weed in seventh grade yeah. started listening to ICP. Yeah, was- <laughs> yeah exactly. And uh, But I would love to go to a gathering of the Juggalos. That's like a festival bucket list for me. Wow. That's, that's pushing festivalism to the extreme. Is festivalism yeah. a verb? <laughs> I don't know. I think it is now. It's recorded. Yeah. Uh, and it will go out on the World Wide Web, so uh, it's official. I'll leave it up to you to make the Urban Dictionary post. But yeah. uh, but that was like that reasoning behind you wanting to go to ICP was literally the re- or uh, the gathering of the Juggalos was the reason I went to eat uh, uh, Electric Forest the first time mm-hmm. was like I didn't like electronic music back then. I've learned to like it more mostly just because I had good experiences at electric force but it was really Mm -hmm. like okay my uncle's running a food stand there because he owns a restaurant Mm -hmm. um so i can get in for free i'll just work with him and the worst thing that happens is i hang out with my uh cousins all weekend um even if i hate it like even if i hate all the music i'm sure it'll be fine i'll get drunk it'll be but then like you know you go and it's just this like completely different thing that i was Mm -hmm. not expecting so i laugh when you say like Oh yeah, I want to go to the gathering gathering of the Juggalos, but it's the exact same thought I had uh, six years ago, five years ago when I went to Electric Forest the first time, and I was wrong initially. Yeah, so. I think I think I would have fun at gathering the Juggalos. I don't think I would have fun every single moment. I think I would be. <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be people who I would not want to hang out with. I think yeah. I would probably get my face painted. I'll be straight up. I would definitely okay. let them paint my face. Wow. Maybe like a, maybe like a knife throwing contest if it was mm-hmm. like not throwing them at people. Uh, I think that I drink some Fago. I get a little wild, but oh, Fago's I, good. I already yeah. drink Fago. Some yeah. well, I don't drink soda anymore. But when I was a kid, I used to love Fago. Fago. <laughs> I think like I, I'm a big music guy. I love all different types of music. But I think like music fest, it's almost like not even about the genre anymore you have to definitely be into music but you know that's why you end up with a lineup of like i see some other bands here oh i see like bands i've never even fucking heard of i see guster which is cool i see wyclef jean was at uh the 99 woodstock huh. and he played he played the same day as limp biscuit i don't know if wyclef jean fans were coming out to 99 woodstock if they were <laughs> i think they were probably pretty alarmed when creed ripped into some shit like the next day 
Do you know what happened at the end uh, of Woodstock '99? I don't. I guess it, no. You don't know okay, no, so I have, I have no idea. Uh, the Chili Peppers were playing. Okay, it's already been a nightmare. It's been a nightmare of a festival, but not that bad. They're winding down. It's the headlining set on Sunday, so it's like just get to the fucking finish line before the whole thing goes to shit. You have reported sexual assaults, one or two deaths, looting. You don't have enough supplies, so people are constantly dehydrated and going to the hospital. Uh, rampant drug use, there's waste everywhere, filthy. But it's yeah. a festival, and that sometimes happens near close to the end before your laughing stock. So during the Chili Peppers set, they hand out candles uh, so you could have like a moment of silence against guns or against like, I think maybe it was around Columbine, maybe it was something like that. I don't know what it was, but they handed all these maniacs this festival candles. And wow. instead of a moment of silence, they started lighting shit on fire. Nice. <laughs> just everywhere. Just <laughs> trash fires all over while the Chili Peppers are playing. And then I think they took the, the sound got cut because somebody just snipped. I don't know. They they fully started rioting then and lighting shit on fire. So Wow. That That is what happened. That's probably why if Fire That's Festival amazing. had happened, there'd be such a better documentary of it if it had actually gone through. <laughs> yeah. Or I wish that we had like the documentary prowess that we do now back in '99, oh, yeah. so they could have like filmed everything. Like, uh, or if everyone had cell phones, oh mm-hmm. my god, that would have been that would have been huge news. Yeah, they brought um. Ooh. I know that MTV was there covering it, and like any time, and it was like Carson Daly would walk out to interview people, and as soon as he walks out, he's getting pelted with trash. <laughs> 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 they were like, fuck MTV. They were, so, I guess, they were so anti. The other side of popular music, which MTV was clearly covering, the boy bands yeah. and stuff like that. Right. Huh. Wow. That is uh, that is uh, fucking fascinating. Good thing there's not really a city around there. No. Um, it, it was upstate <laughs> they New really York. just like yeah, they just kind of lit a bunch of fires in a field somewhere. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, that I'm that glad would to say be that pretty terrifying. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I don't think if that's the first festival I went to. I don't think I would have the enthusiasm I do uh, for music festivals. I think I would be terrified and maybe in a loony bin somewhere. I would be locked up in a straitjacket if I had to see that for four days. But yeah, we've come yeah, a long way I mean, at the very least. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, everybody goes has some bad experience at yeah. every festival they go to. That's just like part of going to a festival. Uh, yeah. Like I, I dropped a freezer on my ankle. Uh, oh, one year at Electric Forest, and my entire foot turned black. Jesus, um, so that was. That's not <laughs> yeah, I I think it actually was just like I think I just exploded a bunch of blood vessels because it never hurt to walk on. Really, um, and now it hurts all the time. So it's like okay, I definitely broke it and then didn't did not let it heal because I never went to the doctor. But that's my own. That's a that's, that's a bad one. Dumb I got a thought, but like, I, I had one where I took. Uh, I took ex- that Father John Misty concert. That was the first Friday of a Lollapalooza in 2014, and I had a ton of ecstasy on me because I wasn't selling it, but I was. What's other the people uh, bought it? What's the statute of limitations on that one? That's a good question, actually. <laughs> I, I want to make I it clear: all... I was not selling. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's I'll it. throw a beep in there. I'll throw a beep in there. Go continue <laughs> with the story. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it wasn't. It's a very highly concentrated form of ecstasy called Moon Rocks. And oh wow! Okay. Me and my buddy have it, and we end up at an Icona Pop set. The band Icona Pop, which is famous for their hit 
I don't care. I love it. Oh, like, yeah, I'm a yeah, 90s yeah. bitch. That's not. So, <laughs> yeah. me and my buddy are there. Song, but yeah. It's, yeah it's, so, we're there, and our other friends are at a different set. We're going to meet up with them and then hand everything out. But about 10 minutes into Iconopop, me and my buddy Jack are like, this fucking blows. This, they're bad performers that we only know <laughs> one song by them, and you fucking know they're going to close with it. Yeah. So, we're going to hate it until the end. And I'm like, you know what would make that really fun? If we took the ecstasy now, that this was set would be so much better. So we do. But the thing is, nobody wanted – we all wanted to take it together. So we said, we're not going to tell our friends, which is not how ecstasy works. No. People know when you're yeah. on it. So yeah. then we meet up with <laughs> you're, them. You're not sneaky. Yeah. So we're trying to <laughs> pretend like we didn't do it. They're like, you guys are acting kind of weird. But then we do a second dose anyway. And at that point yeah. – it was so much fun, but I'm like so dehydrated that during the killer's set to end the night, I almost passed out and had to go to the hospital. So that was one. And then wow. the next year, you'd think I would have learned, but I got way too intoxicated, was arrested for a misdemeanor. Uh, battery charge of some sort, but it was dropped. I think they just put me on like bullshit charges to get me out of the fest and into a drunk tank. The charges wow. were quickly dropped. But I had a couple – I've cleaned up since. And yeah. That was wild, but how long ago was that? That was 2015, five years. I was much okay. I was 21. Um, you're also music festivals when you're so broke, they're very dangerous because you're probably drinking lukewarm vodka out of a water bottle. You yeah, sneak in. right. Once you have a real job, it's much better because you can just buy. Like, yeah, I'm, I'll whatever. I'll deal with the eight dollar beers. I'll have five of them. I'm not gonna. Yeah, right. Start a fight and get drunk <laughs> on bum vodka. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, shit. That is a story. I actually think we should we should just end there. I think uh, we yeah. end the podcast with you being arrested. I, quick, quick, you actually used to do a joke about that, right? I do. So I do have a bit about it, but okay, I, all right. I I don't do it as much now because I I've tried to do it, but like it feels so shitty that like I very clearly got out of any issues with it because I'm white. You know what I mean? Uh, and I, I yeah. feel like. Uh, for me to keep doing that bit, sometimes I'd have to find a way to tie it into what's going on now without looking like an asshole. So I'm shelving it for a little while. Yeah, that's that's probably smart, but uh, it makes a good story for here. It's so, a good story. It's definitely more uh, of a podcast story than a, a yeah. on stage bit. <laughs> No, I I love it. This was great. This was a super entertaining uh, podcast, and uh, I think once the once the pandemic's over and uh, and next summer, I think next summer if there's like a vaccine and everything, festivals are gonna be insane. I think oh, yeah. every single person's gonna be like, okay, I'm getting out of here. We're going crazy. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So it's, it's like uh, you said we'll, about um the jail thing. Like if you're coming out of jail, you want the opposite of jail. What's the opposite? What's the <laughs> yeah. opposite of the pandemic? The opposite is a hundred thousand people in a field going Just nuts, making out with everybody. Music. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen exactly. live music, so I can't yeah. wait for that. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to do another one of uh, of these after after we both hit up a couple more music yeah. festivals. We can we could we could go to one together stories. and then recap. There we fun. go. Since or do it at the festival. It could be yeah. like uh, all gas, no breaks. We just <laughs> start interviewing people for the yeah. podcast. All right, we'll we'll figure something out. This was awesome, man. Uh, let's do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. I had a great, great fucking time. Awesome. Um, anything you want to plug before we jump out of here? Um, yeah, I'll just. My Instagram is at it's Connor Dixon. Uh, no spaces. I post on there sometimes, and then uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. Connor Dixon, uh, C-O-N-N-R, 
D-I-X-O-N. Uh, nothing else to plug. Uh, I'll probably be doing some outdoor shows here and there, some Zoom comedy. Yeah. Comedy's Go uh, wander through a park. You might see him yeah. spouting nonsense <laughs> to uh, a, a small group of people that yeah. look annoyed. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be a mild annoyance in most people's otherwise fun Sunday afternoon for the foreseeable <laughs> future. Yep, exactly. Cool. Well, I'll put that all in the show notes, and then uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. This was fun. Talk to you later. Awesome. Yep. Bye.